Before we get to the show, I wanted to say thank you for supporting, downloading, and streaming The Church in Fix. I know that when I originally kicked off this podcast, I did not think that anyone was going to listen to it at all. I've listened to every episode you've put out. So one of the biggest things um, that I think is a disconnect between, uh, I can't speak for my generation, but for me, uh, and, and any elder is the belief that prayer works. You know, while I've done a lot of bad things in my life, you know, God, if you're if you're real, you know, I I pray that you forgive me. Welcome back to another episode of The Church in Fix. And today's guest, this is really exciting for me for multiple reasons. There's a couple of great things that you're going to hear about at some point in this podcast. So not only is he a great minister, great public speaker, is involved in the business world, is an author of a book, and I'm sure you're going to hear all about that, but he's also one of my friends. And without having what has been known in past podcasts as Love Fest, uh, where we just spend each like all this time just talking about how much we love each other, I've got to say, when, when I first met today's guest, Wes Cordell, it was during a time in my life that more than anything else, we just, my wife and I, we both needed just some good friends to talk to. And we were going through some, just some personal things in our life. And Wes and his wife just extended the hand of friendship to us. And we spent a lot of time at their house, uh, just drinking coffee, talking, uh, having some barbecue, or, or they say, what do they call it? Cookouts. Um, and whatnot, letting the kids play. But th- those were some some growing times, just some heartfelt, soul-wrenching times. And then we ended up building a house close to them, and I, and I guess they didn't like us because God called them far away from us then. So, so there you go. But yeah. they moved on to do bigger and better things, and that's some of what we're going to talk about. I'll let him do an introduction, but today's podcast, just so you know the theme, because Wes and I, we might go off topic. It's very possible. Uh, But they planted a a group of churches. I think they were going to start one church at first, but then it kind of grown and it branched out and it became online campuses. And he's going to walk us through that. Won't say anymore. Wes, introduce yourself to us and just talk to us about what's going on in your world. And I know that uh, you just completed your one-year anniversary of the online campus system. And right now it's prevalent time to be talking about online campuses. So uh, head us off. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Brandon. Um, you know, uh, Wes Cordell, and I live in Houston, Texas. Um, you know, I just I just got lucky, Brandon. I married up, right? That's what we both did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, um, so, uh, yeah. So we, we, uh, we did, we started Journey uh, about a year ago. And um, so I, I, I um, I'm not a pastor, as you know, as you know, in the sense of traditionalism and, and pastorship. I don't feel like that's what my role is, um, you know. So I'm, you know, even though that's that's the term, you know, I don't know of the, any other term that uh, people use for it, but that's the term people like: pastor, Pastor Brandon, Pastor West. And again, to me, I'm not worthy to be called a pastor. That's just been always been my feeling. I haven't felt like that's my my role. Um, so I, you know, but terminology being terminology, we co-pastor this, uh, this journey movement, um, with my two brothers, Steve and Aaron Cordell and their wives. And, um, you know, so yeah, we just celebrated one year. Um, it's, uh, it's been, it's kind of interesting, uh, because about the first six or eight months we had service just, you know, really once a month and, you know, um, kind of doing some preview services, and then it kind of went to two times a month. And then, you know, it went to every Sunday starting um, right around, I guess I would say maybe October, November of 2019. And, um, you know, obviously a mobile church. Um, and um, but when when all that started happening, we, we started going uh, live, you know, uh, messing around with that. By no means is it you know, what, you know, most people would call professional. Um, but, you know, to me, I've always felt like a good plan today is better than a great plan tomorrow. And so, you know, just because you don't make, you know, maybe you don't have the right uh, camera, the right sound quality. If, if the, the message of Jesus Christ is being proclaimed, then that's a win in my book. And so we just started, uh, you know, put, putting that out there. My amazing, beautiful, red, hot, smoking wife, Carissa, 
um, <laughs> she, uh, she, she's done a great job. You know, we have a, 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 you know, I tell people all the time, we don't have a building, but we have an app and um, that app is reaching people. And so, um, so we, we've done a lot of great things like that. You know, this team has, and uh, it's, it's got the message out. You know, we've seen people all over the country, um, you know, that, that have come to the Lord, been bat, you know, repented, been baptized in Jesus name. Um, and their lives have been changed, you know, um, through, through journey movement. And so we're, we're just, you know, super excited, you know, about what God's doing. And, and then, you know, who, who knew what, you know, was going to be coming around the corner with all this nonsense, um, you know, uh, but I think again, preparation, you know, proceeds, I talked about this the other day, um, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just, you know, that you can't go wrong in being prepared, you know, mm. and whether you have it all. So, so many people, I think, Brandon, wait until they have it, you know, all right, you know, or they, they feel like, hey, I have this thing complete and then I'm going to put it out there. Um, but like I said, you know, a good plan today is better than a great plan tomorrow. But um, so, yeah, so, you know, we've done that. And then we've uh, we've got some businesses that we run and and um, God's blessed us. And, you know, the you know, my motto, you know, rise and grind and give God all the glory you know, which is the book that I wrote a few years back when we were there in Dallas. Um, and we able, actually had our first, you know, um, you know, book signing there at the Life Church, Pastor Shea and all of you guys. And it was just still something that was absolutely incredible, um, you know, and I still, you know, think back on that and all my great friends there in Dallas. And, um, you know, so it's, 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 you know, we've had a lot of ups and downs, moved a lot, moved over a lot. Uh, moved around a lot, I guess I should say, but, uh, you know, all in all, man, God's great. And, uh, you know, we give up, you know, every day and give him the glory. That's a, you know, I, I remember during that time that we, uh, we got to work together, we were serving together and we got to work together in many aspects. Uh, but one of the things about you, I think that was, that was dynamic to, to be able to watch was leading a group of people. We worked a lot with, uh, the young families in the church together. So, yeah. That was that was one of your your passions, one of the things that you were excited about. So when you go to a online type campus, and I know that you do have meetings where you you have people together, but when you go to that online dynamic, how are you communicating with people as far as having that that connection? Right now, I guess what I'm trying to say is right now the whole world is having to get used to this connect via, you know, Zoom or Skype or or whatever but you're having services and you're connecting with people and you're a, you're a dynamic speaker on top of that. How, how, how are you doing that transition or, or how have you, how have you made those long lasting connections like you would in person, like when you were working at the life church? Yeah, well, I can tell you, there's nothing in this world, like, like, you know, personal connection, you know, uh, and I don't care what the experts say they we've shake, you know, shaken hands for years and I will continue to shake hands and, if we, if we need to carry around the hand sanitizer with us and all that, we'll continue to do that. But there's, there is nothing like, you know, you know, um, that, you know, face to face, but what, what really kind of what the Lord has really shown me in the last year, um, is if, if you think back to, I mean, e even if you look at our current Bible, Brandon, I know you and I've talked about the Bible quite a bit, but you know, if, if you really take a step back and look at it for what it was, and we talk about Paul, who, you know, many say wrote two thirds of the New Testament. You know, he wrote those those letters, the majority of them while in prison. Yet they still speak to us today. And so when you look at that and you think, wow, Paul ran the church, basically the Gentile church, which is us. He he ran it. He spoke to it. He ministered to it. And he did it all through letters. Can you imagine the impact that Paul would have had if he would have had the technology that we have today, you know, I mean, right now we're having a, you know, zoom type thing, conference meeting, podcast, whatever you're in Dallas in your office. I'm here in Houston in my office, but yet I'm looking right at you, you know, and we're having a conversation. And so even though we can't shake hands, hug necks, that kind of thing, I can still, you know, it, you know, it's like you're sitting right here with me and, you know, and, and again, so, um, you know, have, having that, thinking that through, you have to really set aside a lot of traditionalism. I mean, there's, there's nowhere, you know, again, in the scripture, when people say, you know, Hey, well, what would Jesus do during this time? I don't know. Jesus never knew churches. We know church, mm. you know, Jesus never sat in a church building per se, you know, he never sat through three songs 
you know, uh, announcements and offering, a, a, fo a follow-up song and preaching. You know, so if Jesus was to come back today, we'd first have to teach him how to have service our way, you know. Um, and so it's really getting outside the box. And, and what really, what God showed me was when, you know, when he was about to be, you know, you know go through, you know, what he went through, um, which we just celebrated, obviously, you know, Passion Week and Easter. Um, but he gathered the disciples together and he said, who do men say that I am? And they immediately went to telling him who other people say that he was, which is what a lot of us do. We're into the gossip, right? Hey, tell me the latest guy. I said, you know, mm -hmm. hey, what do people say about me? Well, they were quick to tell him, you know, what other people said. But then when he said, well, who do you say that I am? They all kind of got quiet and really only one person spoke up, you know, and Peter said, man, you're, you're the Christ, you're it. And, you know, and then Jesus made a statement. He said, flesh and blood hath not revealed this to you, but my father. Yeah. If you think about that, that statement, you know, he, he had a connection directly to the father, you know, mm -hmm. and of course we know that being, you know, Jesus Christ, but you know, right after that, Jesus said, you know, upon this rock, I'm going to build my ecclesia is the word that he said. And so that's, that's kind of what the Lord showed me last year. And um, we think a lot of times of church as church buildings, you know, and hey, I go to this church, I go to so-and-so's church, I do this. And, and we think of it as a physical location, but Jesus never came to establish a church on, you know, uh, Baptist and, you know, Apostolic Avenue, you know, and you know, hey, there it is. There's the building. That's the church. That's not what he came to establish. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, when, you know, the disciples saw him ascend into heaven, the very first thing they said was, let us build three tabernacles. Mm. Let us build these churches. And he said, no, <laughs> go, go ye therefore into all the world and, and, you know, tell people about, you know, the good news of the gospel. And so, you know, as we got to thinking about that, it's, it became, you know, a challenge for us because we knew what God wanted us to do, but we've never seen anything quite like this. You know, how do you have, you know, we know how to have service and get together and, and do things, you know, you know, even though we don't have a building, you know, we can rent those you know, type of facilities. But um, to really have a church or a movement that gets together and is really, you know, national or global or whatever, um, we haven't seen it. So we had to kind of think outside the box there. And uh, there are some people that are doing it and doing it very well. And um, so we, we kind of went and visited their church to talk to them to see how they do things. And again, they've been doing it for a while. They have a lot more, uh, you know, experience with it. And so, um, you know, we kind of just followed their lead. And, uh, but it's, it's been, you know, it's been working, even though um, it's, it's different. You know, we, we are, as humans, we become so, uh, what's the word, um, you know, accustomed to doing things a certain way. You know, we have our routines and, and so we like to go to a building. We like to facilitate, but you know, when you think about it, the building's for us, mm -hmm. it's for our family, it's for our you know benefit. You know, we want Sunday school and youth and family life and nothing wrong with any of those things, but um, you know, that's, that's what the church is there for is to, you know, bring us together and, and God shows up because we show up. Mm. So, yeah. So, so yeah, those are, those are some great points. So how do you, how do you connect with the people then? I mean, because I'm, I'm asking this because I know that people are going to listen to this and, and that's probably going to be one of the key things on their mind is, is we understand that, but, but how do you maintain those connections? Cause people are made for connection. Yeah. Um, what so are, it, yeah. What are some things you're doing to maintain those connections? Yeah. Okay. So um, this generation and e even, you know, our generation and, and, and our mom and dad's generation, you know, with the, the introduction of social media, uh, zoom uh, teams, FaceTime, you know, all these other things, um, you know, we can connect with each other a lot of different ways. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, what, what we currently do is, um, you know, Facebook Live, YouTube, we have a YouTube channel for the church. Um, and that's, that's really the two main platforms that the messages go out on. I know there's others, um, but okay. again, we mainly stuck to those two because they're, they're very familiar. They're, um, you know, simple, you know, to kind of get up and going. Again, we do have Instagram, social media. Mm -hmm. um, and things like that. But that's kind of how the, the message and the content goes out. And then of course our app, 
with our app, we're able to connect to everybody. They, they, it's downloaded, um, so we can send out, uh, you know, you know, weekly uh, notifications. Uh, obviously, prayer, hey, reminders, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that that's been very very helpful for us. And of course, on the app, the, you you can also watch the, you know, the media that content that's put out, whether it's the J groups, the small groups, the you know Sunday sermons and things like that. Um, so that's that's definitely been very, very helpful for us. Um, but then it's, it's a matter of like, you know, right now with our J groups before we would have all of our small groups here in the Houston Clear Lake area, Baytown area. Um, we also have, you know, in Oklahoma, we have in Utah, there's folks in Alaska, Louisiana, um, you know, that, that as this thing has kind of grown um, and they, you know, host watch parties, they have their own small groups, they get together um, and they, they tune in, uh, you know, live to us. And, um, and then, you know, our, our hope and plan is at some point to be able to have them lead their group again, obviously, uh, once all this is, you know, kind of lifted. So. so so it's really buying into the small group men- mentality then. And, yeah. and I, I, I love that because I think that small groups are so powerful in the sense that, you know, you think about, uh, you know, I'll, I'll use my brother as an example because somebody that we both know uh, and you know, you, me, and we could get my brother and he could get a couple of his friends, you know, you get, let's say 15 of us together and we're all going to still have a good time, but we're not going to each have that one-on-one time with each other. We would have had, if it would have been just two or three of us together. And so this idea that you take a group of believers and you have that small group environment gives them time to have those, those more intimate connections with each other. And, uh, you know, even when we think about our own relationship with Jesus Christ, it's a, it's a very intimate, it's a very personal thing. So hearing about the way that you're breaking that up, that's, that's really neat. I know that right now uh, there's many states that have stay-at-home orders. Uh, I think that they're going to be um, lifting some of those or relaxing some of those in the near future. So you'll be able to make some changes there. So that's really neat. So yeah. uh, I know that you mentioned several states there, too. Yeah. Um, so how, uh, if you could just give us a, some insight on the way that the, the leadership team works together, because it sounds like, uh, I think you said Utah, uh, I think I heard Louisiana, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Alaska, Alaska, Texas. Do you have like a group team meeting that you do to plan anything as far as for those local small groups or or give us some insight on how that leadership team works, what that dynamic looks like. Yeah. So, you know, to, to, to me, and again, just my leadership style is very fluid. Um, as you guys know, I'm not, I'm not the, uh, the, the, the gold and, and the green that sits down and wants to organize everything out and, and, you know, talk about everything. And so to me, there's, there's, you know, it's just quick things that says, Hey, this is what we're going to be discussing. This is what we're going to be doing. Um, but it's your, it's your group. I, you know, you're the leader of, of, of the group. So let's, you know, lead the group. And if they have a question or, uh, you know, something like that, they can reach back, you know, out and say, Hey, I, I want to, you know, get together. I've got a question. Um, you know, but as, but as far as, you know, right now, you know, having, you know, structured, um, you know, monthly meetings and things like that, that's not something that, you know, that we've necessarily established. We, we talk, you know, on a weekly basis, um, you know, and generally just through conversations like this one, if there's something that comes up, we have that conversation, we nail that down. Um, that's, you know, obviously, you know, there's improvement, you know, in the, in that area, but for right now, that's, that's just kind of how we, how we handle that. Yeah. I, I, one of the good things, uh, or one of the things that I've always admired about you is you, you tend to have a, uh, idea of where to get a resource when somebody goes to you. So if somebody has that question, you usually can pull, hey, here, here's the resource, here's this, or you can connect them to the right person. So is that kind of the style that you're using when they come to you with those questions? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And and, and a lot of time, and, and again, because when, when we think about it and and again, the non-traditional setting, you know, th- this is not a religious movement. This is a connection with Jesus movement. Gotcha. And, you know, and so when people say, well, you know, I'm not I'm not comfortable with this or with that, you know, it's that that's fine because, you know, we're, we're, we're connecting with Jesus. And so, you know, that we have certain groups that, you know, they, um, you know, they have certain interests, you know, and they're not my interests. I don't really, you know, 
you know, <laughs> care to do the things that they want to do. Um, and, and vice versa. They, 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 again, they're like, well, I don't like to do the things you like to do, but we come together on the common ground of Jesus Christ. And, you know, and that's what brings us together and that's what, you know, binds us. Um, but it's, still allows that leader to lead that group and they love that leader, which is the way it should be, you know, mm-hmm. um, as long as, you know, that leader is leading them to Jesus Christ. So, um, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's very, again, it's very fluid. Um, very, to me, you know, structure needs to be simple in a situation like this. Um, you know, uh, for instance, you know, people ask us one of the questions we get asked a lot and you, you may be one that I'm maybe jumping ahead and you have your question list here, but, you know, again, you know, as I mentioned earlier, myself and my two brothers are the you know leaders of this, you know, journey movement and, and this, this church. And, um, you know, so when someone comes in and they say, Hey, who's the pastor, you know, I always kind of point at, the, at them like, Hey, they're, they're right there. There's, there are your pastors. And they'll go talk to them and say, who's the pastor. And they'll kind of point over toward me. And I'm like, hmm, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, you know, but we, we've got a very simple structure. Uh, we, the, 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 the main, the most important thing, if you're thinking about doing something like this, um, is to sit down and you got to have all the tough conversations up front. And, you know, if you can have all those conversations and ask all those questions, then when something does arise, you've already answered it and you moved on. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, we also have, you know, our, uh, fail safe, if you will, which is, you know, our leader, Shay Mann, um, he is our pastor. And so if there's ever a time when there's a disagreement between us, uh, we've all agreed that, you know, we would call in, you know, Pastor Shea and, you know, he'd sit down and listen and basically whatever direction he, you know, deemed we should go, that's what we'll follow. So, you know, it's just, it's kind of thinking through that stuff up front. Um, and, but again, something like this, you know, you have to have some structure, obviously. Uh, but to me, and I've always felt this way, even in business, when you start getting too much structure in place and too much bureaucracy, bureaucratic red tape you you start limiting and hindering you know the the company um and the last thing that we want to do is limit the good news of the gospel well and it sounds to me that that you've you've established something that you want to organically allow it to become what it needs to become uh it it almost reminds me of uh, i can't remember the pastor's name uh, he's located there in the woodlands, not too far from you guys, but I know that his original campus started in his garage, uh, I would say probably a little over 20 years ago. And now it's one of the biggest churches there in the woodlands area. Uh, I can't, I'm trying to remember the name of the church. I don't know if it's like the church of the woodlands or it, it's a name like that. Yeah. But, but if I, if I I'll, offline, I'll try to find the information, send it to you. But anyway, they uh, originally started just a, a group of people having a Bible study in in a garage and in his you know it was his home and it began to organically expand and it became what it is today, uh, yeah. which is which is a large multi-campus uh, church. Yeah, and, and so that's what a lot of the things that you're describing remind me of when when I hear about it. Yeah, and. Uh, so you just finished your first anniversary. There's a couple other things I wanted to talk about sure. beyond that. But but so you finished your first church anniversary. I'm going to look for some links to post in the podcast uh, so people can check that out because um, I know they're going to be interested. So a uh, couple of things I want to talk about. Uh, the next thing is you just launched a podcast yourself. Uh okay. And I think it's, I think it's, if I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's walking through like chapters in your book. Yeah. So it's called the RG4 podcast. And, uh, you know, I got to give you props, Brandon. Thank you. I called you up and said, Hey, this is something we've been wanting to do as well. And I kind of picked your brain on, uh, you know, kind of how to get started. So thanks for that input. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of something, you know, we've been at, we've had a lot of people ask us, Hey, you know, we'd like for y'all to start a podcast. We'd like, you know, to hear, you know, from you guys. And so uh, my wife, Carissa, and I started this. Um, I think we've shot seven or eight episodes so far. And so kind of the basis of it, the foundation is is the book. And and um, I don't know, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, rise and grind and give God all the glory. Um, and again, it sells on Amazon and, and all the proceeds go to, you know, charity, as you know, you know, foundation that we set up to, you know, honor my mother who's passed on. Um, and so, but it all goes to, to the foundation and then we take that money and we use it for, 
um, you know, scholarships and education for, you know, single mother, you know, children of single mothers. Um, you know, we've been able to bless some single moms that, uh, and take care of their rent, take care of their car payments, things like that, you know, just you know, doing what we can, you know, for many years of my life as a child, you know, my, my mom was a single mother, my dad was absent, you know, and, um, you know, I just, I always wanted to help her, you know, and I just, I, you know, I couldn't. And so now looking back, this is an honor of her. And, um, so, yeah, so it's a podcast. And so, you know, getting it started, you know, um, we're kind of, you know, going through the book and talking about different chapters of the book. And, you know, this, it, we're trying to keep it about 15, 20 minutes, you know, something like that. That way, you know, if you, you know, you're on your drive into work, you can listen to an episode, uh, something like that. I'm not always saying that it'll be that way. I mean, there'll be times that, you know, it'll go over, be some that'll be shorter, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, we just we want to encourage people and let them know, you know, hey, you know, you can uh, you know, you, you can make it, you can do it. You know, your dreams are worth fighting for, you know, your dreams are worth, you know, getting up and, and hustling every day and putting your own you know, nose to the grindstone and just getting it done. And, uh, but then we also talk about a lot of things. One of the episodes that hasn't aired yet that, um, you know, I got to tell you, it may fit on this podcast for you, but it's called church planning sucks. <laughs> and it, was, it was something, you know, Brandon, that I just, we, we had a Sunday service and, it, and for, you know, let me just stop here if it's all right. Let me just, I want to give kudos and respect, mad respect um, to all the, the church planners out there that, you know, week in and week out show up to rented facilities to, to set everything up, have service, tear everything down. I mean, you guys are rock stars. All right. You're, you're out there, you know, creating something, you know, because hopefully you've been called of God. Because yeah, if you haven't been called of God, let me just tell you, quit now. I'm just let me just tell you, if 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 you were influenced by an individual, a leader, someone like that, shame on them. Do you need to fall on your knees and ask God, what is it that you are asking me to do? Because if He didn't call you to do it, then you are absolutely going to be in some trouble. Uh, but it was just one of those mornings, Brandon. You know, where we got to the our location, nothing. Nothing was set up. They totally forgot we were going to be there. Um, so not only was nothing set up, they left everything that was there the night before. So there was tables and, you know, it was a banquet there the night before and, and all this stuff. And so, um, you know, they said our cleaning you know, crew isn't here. And I said, man, we've got people that are showing up, you know, I mean, um, we, we've, we, we got to have service. And they said, well, I'll tell you what, if, if you want to do it, then you do it. So, our team had to go and tear everything down and move everything out, set everything up. And so it was just one of those days. Um, and on the way, way home, when I got home, I, I said, you know, I, I need to vent a little bit. And so, um, yeah, church planning sucks. So, uh, but it, it, it's fun, you know, but it, you know, at the end of the day, I do, I do, uh, you know, bring it back around and say, look, it's, it, it does suck. And there are things that do, you know, suck. Uh, whenever, you know, you are having to plan a church, things happen. Um, it's not like you can just show up and, and, uh, you know, go, Oh, here we are. You know, the certain, you know, this is our church is always set up for church. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but you got to get through some things like that sometimes. And, you know, but when you, when you baptize that first person in the name of Jesus and you, you know, see them receive the gift of the Holy spirit and turn their life around, it makes all of that worth it. So, mm -hmm. Although, although there are challenging times, it's definitely worth doing, you know, what the Lord's called you to do. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think about, uh, so many, you know, we have so many friends that are church planters and we have even here locally in our city, we have people out of our church that have went and helped set up churches, you know, for some of the church planters the day before their service to help yeah. take that off of them. And I've thought many times, uh, I was like, you know, I, I am so thankful that I get to serve in a church. And yeah. because it seems to me that, 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 that is a, of course, I'm going to say all this and then God's going to say, okay, you got to go. No, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, it, it's, 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 it's got to be a gift of sorts to, every week have that burden to go in and take the time and have the whole family. Basically many times that's what happens is the pastor's family works yeah. with their whole family to set everything up. They have their service. 
they pull everything down, they store everything up, and then they go back to their, you know, regular life, regular job. They're putting their blood, sweat, and tears literally into trying to serve people through these churches. And yeah. uh, so, so it's, it's, it's funny and interesting that you're covering that topic. So what's, what's the, because uh, I know that you're doing, I don't know uh, the total format yet, but I know yeah. that I've watched uh, a couple of them and it appears that you're doing video. Are you going to upload those to podcast apps too? Or are you mainly doing video podcasts at this point? So, yeah, so we're, it's, it's a work in progress. So what, what we've done so far is we've done video podcasts um, and uploaded them to Facebook. And then I've taken the audio and, and loaded it. Um, and it's on Spotify and Anchor. Um, we have not got it uh, loaded on, on um, the, uh, was it the Apple podcast yet? Apple, Apple. Apple podcast, um, yeah. So that's something that we're, we're planning on doing. We just haven't, haven't got to it yet. Okay. But uh, right now it's on the Facebook and we're, we're kind of de deciding right now whether we want to do our own YouTube type, uh, you know, channel or just kind of make it uh, a channel of the journey, you know, a YouTube page, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, cause it's, you know, it's really something that we're, you know, thinking about, but not sure so, how we're going to do that yet. So when you think about your book, uh, if there's one chapter, if, if you had somebody and they weren't going to read the entire book, but they were willing to commit to you to read one chapter and it was the only one they were going to read, which chapter would you recommend that somebody read and what kind of give us a real quick synopsis of what that chapter is about? Yeah. Um, so to me, it's, it's all about, it would, it would depend, you know, on, on the individual, um, you know, and where they were in their life, you know, right now, uh, simply because, you know, if it was a, a struggling entrepreneur, you know, um, you know, I would, I would tell them to read, you know, um, you know, about, you know, dream, you know, dare to dream, which is kind of the, you know, the second chapter, um, you know, in the book, um, you know, just, you know, trying to remind them not, not to give up on their dream. Remember why they, they started this in the first place. Um, you know, if it was somebody that was going through loss, you know, there's, uh, you know, round nine's profit and loss, um, you know, which we think about that from a PL standpoint. But, you know, I talk, you know, specifically about losing my mother, you know, at a very young age and the impact that that had on me, um, you know, and, and just trying to encourage somebody that, you know, life does, you know, get better. It does move on. Um, you know, you'll never lose that pain. But, you know, you learn how to deal with that. And, 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 you know, if you do it correctly, you know, you can become stronger from it. Um, and, uh, and then the last one is just, you know, you know, if there's just one, that final chapter is, is the greatest gift, which is, you know, I specifically talk about, you know, giving back, but more importantly, giving your life to Jesus Christ. You know, and that's the greatest gift that we can give is, you know, by, by you know, repenting of our sins um, you know, being baptized, you know, in Jesus name and, and giving our life to him and saying, all right, Lord, you gave your life for me. Now let me give my life back to you and, and live my life so that it will honor you. Mm -hmm. And I love the way that you presented that. And here, here's the reason why. And I was kind of hoping you would do that. And that is the way that you have formatted this book is there's literally something for everyone there. So yeah. if, if, if they, if there's any question of the value they are going to pull something valuable out of this book that is yeah. going to minister to their life in some way and push them forward. Yeah. You know, and, and that was it, you know, as, as you guys know, I mean, you guys can watch the RG4 podcast and, you know, give some synopsis of this, but basically, you know, when I wrote this book, it started out as something for my children and, you know, Pastor Shea looked at it. Some of you guys, you know, you know, kind of read some of the early manuscripts of this and said, Hey, you know, I think this, I think this can speak to other people and it'd be great to do. And so yeah, that's the way we try to do it. I put a lot of stories in the book um, from my childhood, things that, you know, uh, hard times that we've overcome, funny times, you know, things, you know, stupid decisions, um, you know, that, that we've made. And so, uh, you know, trying to hopefully let other people know, Hey, don't, don't go down that road. That road there's got a, you know, got a pit in it. You'll fall into it. So um, but yeah, ho hopefully, you know, I mean, we've got a lot of great feedback from the book, you know, Brandon from a lot of different people. And, you know, um, I've, I've had folks, you know, go back to college, you know, say, Hey man, I've you know, Wes, I 
you know, started going back to college because, you know, this book, you know, kind of gave me the kick in the pants that I needed to go back to school and, you know, pursue, you know, my dream of teaching or whatever it is. Um, I've had some people quit their jobs. Those, those have been interesting conversations <laughs> to have. Uh, you know, I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. You know, I didn't say quit your job. I said, start working another job. So, you know, <laughs> Um, but some people have, have quit their job and, and went on to pursue other things that, you know, um, are their dream. And, and, you know, you know what, they, they've done well, they've been successful at it. And so, you know, they send me notes and text messages from time to time saying, thank you. Um, you know, and so, um, so yeah, God, God's done great things with it and we look forward to what he's going to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that kind of walks us into that final thing that I, I wanted to talk to you about today. And that is, you know, one of the things that fascinated me personally when I when I first got to know you is you and your wife, right after you got married, you moved. I, I want to say you you've almost moved once every year or every year and a half the entirety of your marriage. Yeah. <laughs> and uh I can't remember off the top of my head how long y'all y'all have been married. 16 years. Uh, okay. 16 years. And when moved 18 times, how many times? 18. Okay. So you've moved 18 times in 16 years. Yeah. And one of the things that just fascinated me about that is so many people are, are very connected to security. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. We need security. Security is, is, is a foundation in life, but your motivation behind these moves had, from the conversations you and I have had has been very much driven from where does God want me right. more, more than what, do, what does Wes Cordell want in his, in his life? Yeah. And God has blessed you know the sacrifices that you've made, and, and I know that I haven't told people your name whenever I tell the story, but there's many times when I'll hear somebody talk to me about things that they want in their life or they'll say that they want. And I said, you know, you can say that you want things. I said, but I have a buddy that, you know, slept in the back of his truck yeah. for, you know, a, a very long period of time in order to buy a house that he sold. He turned around and sold, you know, and I'll tell them, you know, they don't know who I'm talking about. If they listen to podcasts now, they do, but. <laughs> and then when God tells you to move, you're just like, yeah, it's, it, it's time to move. So my point is you're not afraid to let go of stuff. You're not afraid to let go of security. You're not afraid to let go if you believe that God is speaking to you and asking you to do something. So can you just kind of talk to us about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, there's a story in the Bible where um, the disciples are sent across the, the a body of water, you know, and Jesus said, I'll join back up with you guys on the other side. And then storm hits. And many of us, you know, if you go to church, you know the story. But if not, you know, the disciples are in the middle of this storm. And all of a sudden, Jesus comes walking across, you know, on, on the water. And, you know, the disciples look out and they think it's a ghost, so on and so forth. But, you know, finally they say, well, you know, that's, that's actually looks like Jesus. And so, you know, one of the disciples, Peter, said, if it's you, bid me to come to you. And so Jesus said, come on, you know, get out of the boat and let's go. And so Peter did. He got out of the boat and he was walking on the water. Um, but only, you know, after he got out and started looking around and realized, hey, I'm in trouble here, he started to sink. And so, you know, using that story, I always tell people the best place for you to be is wherever Jesus is. So if he's standing out on the storms of life, you know, out on the water, if he's out on a limb, then you need to get out on a limb with Jesus, because wherever he is, that's the safest place for you to be. And you mentioned comfort. And again, I'm, I'm not against comfort. I'm not against, you know, having some security in your life. But at the same time, if that security is preventing you from doing what God wants you to do, then you you need to let it go. You you need to do what God wants you to do um, because that's the only way you're ever going to fulfill your destiny, your dream, um, because this is all about his kingdom, not my kingdom. And mm -hmm. so, you know, that's what I would encourage people, Brandon, is just where, wherever he's at, if it's, if you know he's spoken to you to step out, 
into the storms of life and walk on water, then get out of the boat, leave everybody else and go to Jesus. You know, because if, if, if you'll do that, he'll, he'll take care of everything else. You know, don't look around and try to figure it out. And, and there's, there's times that I you know, talk about in the book where I know God's called me to do something and we've jumped and we've done it. And on the way I went, holy smokes, I've made some, you know, am I, am I sure? Because now I'm out here on the water and man, the, things don't seem to be going the way I thought they were going to go. Um, and if you lose sight of Jesus, you know, you got some hard times ahead. You're going to sink, you're going to fall. Um, but if you'll keep, you know, focused on him and keep your mind trained on him and keep in tune with him, the best place for you to be is out on a limb, as long as that's where Jesus is. Mm. Man, that's that. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting way to look at it because we, we naturally gravitate towards comfort. We, we yeah. naturally, you say yeah. the best place to be is out on a limb. If that's where Jesus, we, we, we all want to be close to Jesus, but if he's out on that limb, most of us naturally are going to say, well, we'll wait for him to get off the limb. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. We'll wait for him to come to the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jesus is walking towards us. So we'll just stand here and wait. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, but, but if you think about it, the very first commandment and really the last commandment that Jesus gave was follow me, mm. you know, and he, he came up to Peter who had a, had a business you know, uh, he, he was a fisherman. He had a boat. Um, you know, he had, he had all these things and he, he just looked, you know, he said, follow me and turn and walked off, you know, and you know, that that's a challenge. And for many of us, the Lord does the same, you know, he's the same yesterday and today and forever. And, you know, we pray, we want to trust you. We want faith. We want, you know, give us more power, give us more anointing. We want to be more like you. Well, that sounds great. But when he says, follow me, that's what he means. Follow him. You know, not, not blaze your own trail and say, Hey Lord, bless my, bless what I'm doing. Hey, follow me, come after me. No, follow him and go after him. And if you'll seek him first, then guess what? You know, the scripture tells us all these other things, you know, he'll, he'll take care of, he'll add to you, Mm -hmm. you but you, you have to be, you know, following him on the water with him, out on the limb with him, wherever he is, that's where I want to be. Yeah. That, that's so good. I, I, I love that. You know, and, and that is, I think that that's the biggest thing. I think that my, my heart, and I think most people would relate to this. My heart wants to be close to him, but my head sometimes <laughs> wants to go the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like you said a minute about comfort, you know, um, it, it's very hard to let go of something that we know for something that we don't know, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Um, but if, if we have faith and we know who God is and we trust him, then, you know, we should know that he has, you know, better plans for us than what we can imagine. So, absolutely, you know, you know and that's, you know, and, and luckily, you know, like I said, I've, I've been very lucky. My, my beautiful wife is a woman of God, a powerful woman of God. And, um, she's, you know, really the reason I, I tell people all the time, she's really the reason that God blesses me is because I just happen to be married to her. <laughs> if we are one, then I, I get, I get the overflow. I get the overflow. Yeah. Um, but you know, she's always been very in tune and, and I haven't done anything without, you know, you know, the two of us being in agreement, um, mm-hmm. you know, on it. And, you know, God, God has always honored that request, at least for me so far. Um, you know, and so, uh, uh, you know, it's, it, it's when, when, when I hear things like that, I can't help, but think about my life because my wife, you know, our wives are friends and they, you know, you look back when you first find a, a, a person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. And you don't know what the future holds. You don't know what the yeah. ups and downs are going to look like. You don't really know who, who you're going to become because we, we evolve over time. Right. Yeah. But I look, I look back and, and I like to watch my wife in the sense that the way that she cares for people, the way that she loves for people are uh, the way that she wants to serve other people. And I think to myself, it, it's such a blessing to have someone that's a partner to experience life with. 
that I just, I, I feel that there's such a confidence to know that I have a partner that I can walk through life with. And I, I, I know that they're going to be there not only for other people, but for me as well. And I think yeah. it's a blessing. And I think that it's, it ties right into what you're talking about. I think that, um, when, whenever we, we find a partner, it's the future and the, and the blessings that we see in the future, uh, are tied right into that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It definitely helps. Cause I'm telling you, if, if, <laughs> if, uh, if I'd have told Chris when we met before we got married, Hey, we're going to, we're going to move, you know, 18 times or 19 or 20, or I mean, whatever, uh, who knows what else is going to happen in the future. Um, you know, and, and we wouldn't been on the same page. Um, you know, I can't tell you that we, you know, our marriage would have survived this, you know, if, if we, if we weren't together and, and she didn't have the same visions, um, that I have. And, and that is, you know, following Christ, you know, mm -hmm. wherever he wants me to go, you know, if he wants me to go, you know, move away, you know, and go to, you know, wherever and start a church or go teach a Bible study. And, you know, and, and that, that's the big thing, you know, Brandon is, it, especially, you know, looking at this current, you know, nonsense that we're in. Um, we, we, you mentioned earlier about the church building itself. We, we all like to come together and have people, you know, because people is safety, people is security. Um, you know, it's, Hey, there, there's two or three or 400 or 5,000, whatever, however big a church, you know, you go to, um, you know, and we have all these people here and we feel we're in like-mindedness. We're in one mind, one accord, which, you know, we, we all believe. Um, but who's, who's going to go to the one person, you know, who, who's going to go and reach for the one person, you know, the Bible talks about that, you know, 90, he left the 90 and nine and went after the one. And, you know, I've said it many a times. I don't think, I don't know if I'd have done that, you know? Mm. Um, but if that one is someone that you love, if that one is, you know, Landon, well, yeah, you'll go through hell, you know, you'll go through coronavirus, you'll go through, you know, whatever it is to get to him because, you know, you love, well, that's the way Jesus feels about any of us. And we see it all the time in the New Testament. If you'll just pay attention, open your eyes, Almost every single time Jesus took a journey, it was to go and witness or minister to one person. Mm. He went after the woman at the well and even sent the disciples away because he's like, look, y'all going to be a hindrance and a distraction. And he goes after the one. He went after the, the, the man in the, in, the, in the tomb of the Gadarenes, you know, that was possessed by demons. He went, you know, for Lazarus. He went after that one over and over and over again. And yet, where where does it say in in anywhere that he won't send us to do the same thing? Mm. You know, we love to get up and preach that Jesus would have went to the cross if it meant just saving one person, right? But at the same time, you don't think he wouldn't send you to, you know, wherever to to reach one person, to witness to one person, you know? And so, you know, having a, a spouse that you know you say, hey, look, we're going to leave all this. We've got an amazing church that we've started. We've got an amazing, you know, business, a beautiful home that we've just custom built. But yet we now have to move again to go and read. There's somebody. I can't say we're going to have another big, huge church, but there's somebody there that God needs us to witness to. Um, you know, that that's what we all need. To, you know, that's what he requires of all of us. Mm. Yeah, that, that impact. Yeah. And so... I heard it said one time that, you know, unfortunately to, in today's world, preachers love people, but they don't like the person. Mm. They love preaching to crowds and, and things like that, you know, but they wouldn't cross, you know, walk across the street, unfortunately, sometimes just to minister to one person. And, mm. you know, I think this, this more than anything is, is, is a shaking to get people to understand whatever it takes for whoever it takes. We've got to, we've got to minister the gospel. Mm. You know, and I think that that's one of the things that is so intriguing about the journey movement to me personally is you are taking the tools that exist, the technology that exists today, and you are finding ways to use it to reach the one who, mm. who can, who can I reach out to? And, and then with the local campus connect groups that you have, are the small groups, then they can get plugged into a community of believers and the fact that they're going on a journey together. 
you know, yeah. uh, I think, I think that just that, that heartbeat, uh, and it's all about service. You know, I feel like, um, I, I I'm using this probably overly in the podcast recently, but, but maybe it's for me or maybe it's for somebody else who knows, but we have got to continuously focus on serving others, loving others, showing compassion, expressing empathy, being involved with others in any way, shape and form we can. And not just believers, but unbelievers. We, we are in this together. And I'm not talking about a global pandemic. I'm talking about life. We are in life together and yeah. we need to serve others. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And th this is, it's, it's about voice. It's about voice. If you think about it, you know, for, you know, how many times it's, it's a funny thing, you know, and you've heard me say it in family life before, but you know, wives will, you know, tell their husbands, you need to eat better. 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 And all of a sudden they'll see some fitness guy that'll say, Hey, you need to eat a little better. And he goes, you know what? We need to eat a little better in our life. You know? And the wife goes, I've been saying this for years. Well, yeah, but he's kind of tuned you out, right, wrong, or indifferent. But the voice that spoke to him in that situation was this, you know, fitness person or whatever the case may be. And the point I'm making is there, there are a hundred people that can say something and they can say the exact same thing. And each one of those people will actually reach a different set of people. And so now more than ever, we need every voice, every person whether it's through Facebook Live, Zoom, YouTube, uh, podcasts, you know, we need the message of, of the good news of the gospel going out from every single person that, that has a voice. Let, let them speak, let them, let them preach, let them proclaim the good news of the gospel because they are going to be able to connect and to reach people that won't hear it from you or I, Brandon. Mm. But yet they can turn around and say the exact same thing that we say and 15 people ago, I, I want to give my life to Christ. Mm. That's so good. every voice matters and every voice needs to be heard right now, proclaiming the good news of the gospel. I love it. That's great. And, um, you know, we've went over our time a bit, but I think it was worth it for that last sentence right there. Well, that, that's, that's good stuff. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah, Wes, I really, I'm glad we were able to get together. I know that this is in between you recording your campus services and, and everything. And I know that in our business travels, we miss each other uh, from time to time when we're in each other's cities. But um, let's get together when all this is over in person. And uh, I'm going to put some links for your book and uh, for your church in the podcast link. And uh, I appreciate Thank it again. And yeah. for, for our audience out there, thanks for listening to another episode of The Church in Fix. And you can always find us on Apple Podcasts and any of your streaming platforms that exist.